Welcome to the Heart Tech Podcast, a show about innovation, technology, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by The Heart. Hello and welcome to the next uh, Heart Podcast. My name is Thomas Shulov, and today with us we have Ornit Shinar, Head of Venture Investing at City in Israel. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so let's start with with uh, your role at City uh, and and the venture investing part. And and if you could tell us what is really the best part that you really enjoy at, in this in this work. So I'm in charge of external innovation and venture investing for City in Israel. I get to uh, work with startups, see new uh, ideas from inception, follow them, help them. Uh, define themselves, open doors for them across the organization and invest in the the exciting startups that we think we can um, help the most and leverage the most. And I think the part that I enjoy is being part of uh, of building change, of making things happen, you know, not just sitting on the sidelines and seeing other people do it, but actually rolling up my sleeves and getting things done. Super. If we could put it more a little bit into the context and uh, why does City do uh, venture capital? We often get uh, asked those questions. Why should we really do it? You cannot really see it on our on our balance sheet. If we invest, the financial returns are not big enough. Why do you really do it? Why does City do it? So I think... When you look at innovation, it is the biggest drive for where we are going to be in 10 years. If we continue doing everything we've done before, we all understand exactly where it's going to lead to. The companies around us are innovating, and I don't mean just the banks, companies in general in the ecosystem are uh, developing new technologies. And I think in the financial financial industry, it's always been a digital uh, first uh, advanced technology uh, type of industry. So we're... Um, ready for these types of changes and as such it's very exciting to be part of making these changes happen and ensuring that we're at the cutting edge of where the financial institutions need to be not just now or in two or three years but even in 10 years but does investing in in companies even at the early stage help you somehow so we invest for typically for a number of reasons. One, if we see a technology that we think is critical for what we're doing and we want to have uh, um, a strong relation, if you will, with that company. Two, because we see a new space that we want to learn more about, investigate, learn from. And we think that by investing in the company, we're going to have a front row seat into how these changes are happening. And I think three in companies that we're already doing business with and we want to strengthen the, the ties. So if you take all of these, Strengthening the ties is, of course, always good, but the early ones, the two first examples, are the ones where we can ensure we make a change and we're part of it and we can be the eyes and ears of our organization and ensure we are in the right place in the right time. If you're really working in a big corporation, that you often lose the sense of being humble. And many managers or leaders feel they can build everything themselves. They have the money, the people, whatever. Why doesn't City build all those ventures themselves? Uh, I know you've tried uh, incubating some startups yourselves or spinouts, uh, but why? Why do you think those are kind of complementary skills? So we have uh, we have I think three main types of activities. We have our own R&D and we spend a lot of money on developing our own technologies and very often that is the right way to go when we're talking about some core technology that differentiates between us and our competitors, then it makes sense for it to be something that we've developed internally so we can have those differentiators. The second type of thing we do is we come up with an idea and we think this is something great that's going to change the face of 
something within banking as we see it. And then we have grassroots innovation, we call it DTNX, and we do that within the organization. And sometimes it's an internal thing that is going to make us better, faster, more efficient, better for our clients. Uh, sometimes it's something that is uh, uh, changing the face of Uh, the industry, but is a, a cooperative place. So we've had a number of examples where we've come up with an idea. We put in the the legwork and the money to to prove it and show that it makes sense. And then we just turn it into a, an open startup. We let everyone invest in it and we create a syndication. We had a number of, in, of uh, initial successes in this space with uh, uh, other organizations looking to join forces around that. Could you give an example of such models? So it's really, really early days, but we are doing a, a, a number of things, uh, both in uh, trade and in uh, uh, capital markets, where we're going to be working with uh, other financial institutions where you just need to build an ecosystem solution Correct. you cannot build one bank solution it's yeah? not interesting to build yeah. the single bank solution you know for instance if we need to ensure that we all have visibility into something that's happening well visibility takes give and take and you want the others to give and take just like you do so sometimes it's those plays and it's fantastic that we can do this and ensure that uh, our clients have a better system at their disposal in the end Yeah, that's something we, we're seeing as well at the heart where most of our corporate clients have looked at the ecosystem, but oftentimes because uh, no ecosystem solution has been created, they need to build one, but they cannot really build it alone. And they're coming to us, yeah, let's build it together, but build it together with the ecosystem. We can be just a partner or investor or, or, or just, just a orchestrator of it all but it has to be shared. It's a new way of thinking where you compete, but somehow collaborate at the same time. That's very right. Now, uh, what are your priorities? Maybe some startups are listening to us or maybe some corporate services that might possibly co-invest with you. What are you really mostly interested in in terms of areas? So um, we do two things. On the one hand, we have uh, investment theses where we think of a certain space within the bank that we think needs to be uh, improved, reinvented, changed. And we try and see how we can bring technology to help these changes happen. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we also look at what's happening in the market and Other ideas may come from there and we might see a startup, we go, oh, this is exactly mm. uh, what's needed. How did we not think about this before? And, and both things are more of investment so far come from the push or the pull? Do you mostly look um, for something specific and then invest uh, after screening through the best ones or the, the wild cards, the, the unexpected so discoveries? I, I, I've got to say, I didn't do the, these numbers, <laughs> so I don't know what the answer to that is. But I would say that even the wild cards will typically be in a space where we understand that there's a real need. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in the end, they'll probably fall into place together. So sometimes we'll go out and map out an entire industry, mm -hmm. say, okay, we want, we're looking for a solution that does some very, very specific thing. But oftentimes we're looking at this entire industry and we see a player and we're going, oh, that guy, he's doing something really interesting. Yeah. Luck has, comes to a prepared mind. So you need to have that prepared mind to That's really right. see the opportunity. That's right. And, uh, How, how do you really work with startups? Uh, and how, how does your work after you invest look like? So um, what we've done at City is uh, really invest a lot of time, effort and people in ensuring that the startups we invest in have the easiest time possible finding the right path and meeting the right people within City to commercialize. Mm -hmm. So we're a very large organization. We have over 220,000 people. And even for us internally, knowing who the right person to speak to. The phone book is too big to know the people. It's challenging, the right people, yeah. yes. And sometimes 
it's not one person, right? It might be a startup that has a, a very valid solution for a number of different businesses within city. So assuming the startup made its way to one, we still want to be able to help them guide them to the three, four, five other businesses that could be interested in the solution. So we have people in city ventures that are called catalysts. In Israel, we also have an accelerator whose job is to take startups and uh, showcase them to the different people within city. And what they do is uh, specifically work towards ensuring these companies have the easiest time possible finding their match within the organization. And we really invest a lot of time and effort in this. Additionally, we have people, again, both in City Ventures and on the Accelerator team in Israel, whose job it is to also open doors for these startups with our clients. Because sometimes our clients are the best place for these companies to try out what they do. And we're happy to match the needs of these com- clients with startups and do an introduction and uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but where it does, it's a win-win for everyone. Now, looking through the deal flow, you must look at hundreds or thousands of companies worldwide uh, and it's just like C- with CVs, you probably have just a few seconds or minutes to stand out with something. What are the really things that you look at mostly? Uh, what catches your eye? So it depends on the type of startup we're looking at. So for instance, in a consumer startup, we'll uh, spend time looking at the idea, but we'll also spend time looking at traction mm-hmm. because it's very hard to tell with those companies who's going to win, who's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And the best way to evaluate is to see Do what customers love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, are, are they uh, making headway compared to the other players? Uh, so in a company of that type, I'd say traction is critical. Mm-hmm. In other companies, that are like deep technology companies, we could invest in a stage where there's perhaps no traction at all even, mm. but we are, we'll see that there's a, a very strong technology team, a very strong idea, and um, we'll probably talk to our businesses and they'll say, oh, wow, this is, you know, if this was available, we'd be using it. And then we'd be able to invest much earlier because we think this is a game-changing technology and we'd look at what we can do with them. So I think it really depends on the type of company you are, but always the most important thing is to show how you're different from the others, why you're better and why you're going to succeed. And it could be a variety of things. All VCs always say it, but you know, the team is critical. Um, and we'll look at that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's really a, a mixture. Yeah. How big is your team? So I run a team of five people, including myself. Um, We have the accelerator, so we've had uh, 80 companies so far. Well, next class has just started. Companies have raised 750 million to date. Mm-hmm. Many Israeli companies, but some international ones as well. We welcome companies from anywhere as long as they're within the areas that uh, mm-hmm. we think are of interest to city and city can help with. So we look for a, a dual match. If it's interesting, but we don't have the right people to help, we'll probably tell you to wait, not join the, the current class mm-hmm. until we find people who are Uh, ready to interact with you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's because, you know, city might say, oh, we'll, we love this, but we'll only look at it in a year's time. We don't want to waste your time. Come back in a year, then we'll engage with you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because a startup is too early and we won't be able to engage with them at that point. So we might tell them, hey, do some more groundwork. We'll help you. Maybe open a few doors. Maybe we'll make a few calls for you, but go do some more work and then come back to us. We'll always be there to help to the extent that we can. But we try and find the best matches where we can be impactful for both the startup and the uh, uh, organization. 
Now, in terms of the impact, uh, I guess a tiny team, like even a five, can have an impact on a big organization. And obviously, to justify your presence and investments, you need to show a proof of, of that it works. What are really the, the impact measures or examples that, that show that this is really happening and this works? So uh, open innovation is a big challenge for everyone. And I think we're all trying to learn from each other on what works and what doesn't. And, you know, and it's a lot of uh, A-B testing. So an example I can give you, the startups in the accelerator when we started, we took a mix of uh, um, pre-seed, seed uh, uh, A rounds, and maybe even slightly later than that, uh, about a third of each. And we played around with it over the first few classes until we found the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. And we gave up on taking you know, uh, uh, ideas and pushed uh, the game forward to uh, more advanced companies because we saw that our ability to bring impactful results was a better match the later the company was. And again, within limits, right? There's no point in putting a, a 100-people company in a, an accelerator if they're already working with City and can find different ways of engaging with them. But uh, the way we did it was through trial and error. And one of the things that we saw is that we have a fair number of companies that we've managed to introduce into City and that are working with City commercially. Mm-hmm. Some of them have had a, a s- substantial financial impact on the organization. The other thing that we've done is we worked with our clients, as I mentioned. And there we have clients that have come back to us and said, oh, this is great. We launched it in geography A and now we've expanded it to B, C, D and E as well. We're very, very happy. In some cases, they do uh, uh, use cases with us and say, hey, you know, we're willing to tell others about how impactful this has been for us. Mm-hmm. So all of these so are So you examples. really bring those startups also to your clients? Absolutely. So uh, in the spirit of co-opetition, mm-hmm. we have many banks that have come to visit us, mm-hmm. many other types of organizations. Mm-hmm. And, and what we ask of the companies is to tell us the spaces, the general areas they're interested in. We don't need to know the exact challenge they're looking at, but do... But we do want to understand what challenges are of interest in terms of general areas. And we'll introduce startups within those spaces to try and help them meet the right types of innovation. We don't ask for anything in return. We are very happy if they're willing to tell us it was a success, it was a good match, or it wasn't what we're looking for. But you know, we don't force anyone to even do that. And as a result of these types of activities, we have some very happy startups and some very happy clients. Super. Well, my last question is, imagine if, if I were uh, a corporate executive wanting to set up a CVC in my multinational, and uh, what would be your one or two tips uh, how to really get started in the right way? So I think as, uh, as people in general, we try and uh, stick to existing models. And these existing models, they are uh, um, not innovative, they're not flexible, they don't necessarily match what your specific corporate may need. So I think what I would recommend is to first spend time understanding what the specific challenges of your organization are, and then go about creating a model that fits that rather than trying to say, hey, I did the same thing as company A and B. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they say that you never get fired for buying whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but if you create something that's a perfect match for your organization, your results are going to be far better. And you're going to be much more impactful and enjoy what you're doing a lot more. Super. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank Thank you you and good luck. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Heart Tech Podcast. See you on the next episode.